Hey everybody, Grant Glad here. Thank you for listening to the podcast, the Glad You're Here podcast. Today we have Taylor James Donsky joining us for an interview. It's going to be an absolute pleasure. Taylor was one of those guys who just has this inherent love of music and it kind of pours out of him when you meet him and talk to him. And even like during the show when he came in off air, I had these songs playing and he was like, what song is that? What song is that? What song is that? Who is that? Who is that? Like he just, he wanted to know and he was so invested. And it's one of those things that unfortunately seems kind of rare sometimes with people that have been doing music for so long. So it was just so refreshing to talk to him and his love and his joy that he gets from what he does. So I really enjoyed that. You'll notice some of the dates referenced here are a bit out of date because I'm still working on getting my act together and getting these up on a timely fashion. So this was recorded back in January of uh, 2023, and hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Welcome back to Glad You're Here, Happy Productions Live. We're here with the one, the only Taylor James Donsky. Taylor, how the hell are you doing? Doing great, Grant. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Man, my pleasure. Thanks so much for coming up in your busy schedule. I'm glad you made time for us. Oh, I am just happy to be here in greater Minnesota. You have the best thrift stores. We do have the best thrift stores, and gas is cheaper up here than in the cities. Uh, unless you know where to go. At, oh, oh, where's the secret spot? It's called 36 Lynn. Oh. 36 Lynn on 36th and Lindale. And what are, what are they got gas for down there? Two ninety nine. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is good to know. That's oh, not yeah. far from me. Not far at all. Yeah. You know what's still going to happen? I'm still going to go to the holiday across the street from my house because it's, it's con- right there. It's convenient. <laughs> it's convenient and it's right there. It's right there. I, I totally get it. Bro. Yeah. 36 Lynn. 36 Lynn. That's good to know. I'm I believe make- they're independently owned. Even better. Yeah. All right. Hey, this is this is why we bring you you fine, fine folks on the show. Finding cheap gas. That's <laughs> that's what it's all about. Well, you're doing a lot more than finding cheap gas. You've got you showed me your calendar before we went on the air, and it's uh, absolutely wild as you're getting prepared to release this new record, Joyride, on February 28th. Uh, yeah, February 24th. Actually, 24th. But, yeah, yeah, I can't read my own writing over here. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. But so you've got this coming out. You've got you're doing a um, a residency, right? That's right. Yeah, we're we're calling it the uh, record release residency at the three three one club every Tuesday in February at the three three one club in Northeast Minneapolis um, on Eustis and University. Um, we'll have uh, four evenings of wonderful fun starting at nine thirty every Tuesday. I I love that. I'm gonna make it out. I'm gonna make it out to one of those because you're also are you are they still at the three three one club? The songwriters in the rounds are they at? Yeah, the Minneapolis songwriter rounds happen to the three three one club every second and fourth Thursday. I should explain to people why I brought that up randomly. It's because you host those as well. I am. I do. I call myself the lead organizer and lead host of the uh, Twin Cities songwriter rounds. That also includes the St. Paul songwriter rounds at the White Squirrel. Okay, so yeah. you, <laughs> twice a week you host songwriter rounds. Uh, four times a month, technically speaking. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So it's every other week at three. Every other one. week. Yeah. Every Got other it. week at the three three one. Every other week at the White Squirrel. Got it. Okay. So once a week, that's baked into the schedule. It and, is. Yeah. And yeah. then you've got you said seventeen gigs in February. Yes, including the rounds, <laughs> including uh, shows where I'll be providing bass for some folks. I will be playing over seventeen shows in February. Man. Yeah. What's your What's your secret? How do you do all this? Just destroying my mind and body. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One step at a time. A lot of self-care, uh, napping, a uh, hell of a lot of water, um, and uh, sporadic uh, chocolate breaks. Uh, that'll that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I wish it was something simpler than like just take care of yourself. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the hard part. That's the hard part. Yeah. That is that is the hard part. Well, it's it's so cool to have you on because, like I said, you're doing all this. You're those 17 gigs. Like eight of them are T- Taylor James Donsky gigs, but then there's other ones where you play as like a sideman's not the right word, like a journeyman musician. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That name has been bopped around a little bit. I would say like a local journeyman. There maybe. you go. Yeah, uh, I'm not going too far afield. Um, but yes, I do play bass with. Uh, I guess will whoever needs it. Um, I think uh, the low end is a, a sacred place uh, in the world of music, and so uh, whoever needs it, I believe I can provide it for you. And uh, so I have the opportunity to play with some really fine folks coming up here. Yeah, ev- everyone everyone needs a bass player. Yeah, bass. Even I do. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, when I'm can't. playing a guitar, I'm just looking around, going, "Where's a bass player?" You still need you still need to find that's, somebody. That's one thing about bass players too is that we never like see each other. I we suppose. all know of each other. We all look, oh, you know, that guy, you know, Matt plays bass. And, 
Um, but we never see each other unless our bands are playing the same show. And then when we see each other, we're super excited. We're like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> so if I name a random bass player around town, like I'm just going to pick one and let, like, let's just see if you know him. Should we just, just I'm just going to sure, yeah, just yeah. pick one. Let's see if, let's see if it lands. Uh, Jeremy Gullickson. Um, we've met maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. You know yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> there it yeah, is. I know he's out there. You know he's out there. I know he's holding down the lawn. He's he, fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight. Keeping on that lawn. lower frequency oh, in check. I, I love that. That random name uh, rang a bell. So, all right. Before I get us too far off the rails, we've got to talk about this new record you, you put out, Joyride. So we played Francis Ernestine earlier, which is... Uh, on your Spotify, it says kind of like based on a true story, like quote in unquote, quotations. Yes, quote unquote, uh, true story. Um, it's uh, based on a, a loosely around a friend of mine that I knew growing up um, in uh, my hometown of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, someone who went on to do something, um, and I'm not. We're not really quite sure what it is. No one's heard from her since, um, but. We think it's she's doing what she loves, and you know, that's all that really matters, I suppose. When you uh, you're thinking about old friends, you hope that they're happy in their the lives that they live now, and I think that that's what's going on these days. So that's yeah, hey, that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that is that her real name, or did you change it to protect? Ah, uh, yes, we're using some creative license <laughs> with the name. Yeah, creative license. Creative license. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So Francis Ernestine off the new record Joyride. Um, and this this thing, how long have you been working on it? Because you released your last record in 2020, right? Yeah, January yeah. 2020. What a time oh, wow. to release a record. It was full of ebullient joy and excitement. We had tours planned. It was all great. Um, of course, as we know, um, the world was so enraptured by the record, they decided to take a couple years off. <laughs> uh, no, but this new record uh, started uh, mid-lockdown. Um, I was sort of stuck in a in the uh, the realm of writing songs and you know fleshing out some ideas but you know knowing that they didn't have much place to go so i kind of got a little antsy and decided let's uh make a rock and roll record so uh these tunes kind of started in you know mid 2020 first couple songs got recorded late 2020 and then they were all finished up around 2021 summer of 2021 nice and it 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 has a different sound than the 2020 record because like you said this is more of a rock and roll record yes that was more of a well that's more of a rainy night record like that's oh rainy night yeah i was we we, we were calling it alternative folk but yeah rainy night you know keeping it a little bit slower a little bit more tactile sonically and yeah um keeping it more um sparse this next one is all stops are pulled i love it yeah let's go yeah do you as as somebody who like i'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass but like somebody who can do anything realistically like i mean you you can play bass in any band i I feel like i could drop you in most bands and you could hold down the low end which means that you could handle you understand most genres of music right and you have a lot of different influences when you're going to create this stuff so absolutely how how do you narrow that down to be like this is rock and roll? Do you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's a it was a difficult process. Um, narrowing it down actually maybe kind of comes back to my my uncle, my uncle Kyle. Oh. Um, he had me in his uh, cover band when I was very young, and uh, I had no idea what I was doing at that time. I it was maybe maybe my fourth year playing the electric bass. And it was my first time learning that kind of music, which was, you know, my dad's generation. And um, I don't know if you know any teenagers, but they're not really big on their parents' generation's music. And I really wasn't. And I even to this day will always often talk about how I used to hate Tom Petty. Wow. And like literally I was like, oh, that guy just took four chords and like a bunch of words and like made oodles of money. And then one day, many years later, I woke up going, oh my God, Tom Petty took four chords and wrote some beautiful words to create the most recognizable American music in history. And um, I just realized I was just jealous that whole time and I, uh, I needed to come to terms with that. So as far as like what is rock and roll, it was really like kind of accessing this like younger version of myself that was kind of the snarky little shithead yeah. who uh, couldn't uh, hang at the time. But I ended up, I learned all those tunes. I wasn't like, I wasn't like learning them out of spite. Like I learned like, I mean, check out the baseline for Give Me Three Steps from from uh leonard skinner not a fan of the band but that that baseline is awesome it's just like it's active it's moving it's always creating something and that was like an immediate like oh well this is actually really fun to play yeah and i even remember with my uncle playing with it with him for the first time he had never played with a bass player he's like 
that's the baseline? And I was like, yeah, it's the baseline. Whoa. You know, and you know, I, I just realized that I was like, oh man, there's some gold in here that people aren't really like paying attention to. So, you know, David Bowie and, you know, Tom Petty, Elvis Costello, Beatles for that matter. You know, there are some really choice, low end experiences that I was just all about. And so this record, if you, this, this record, Joyride, if you listen to it, uh, I held no punches when I, put those bass tracks down i dig that yeah. i dig that is that was that the main instrument you were playing on the record Did you play guitar too so it was all written on guitar uh acoustic guitar and uh i tracked all the acoustic guitars and tracked the basses but um um had uh andrew wozniak on lead guitar dave mailing on keys um alexander young on the drums uh, and then jason mcglone jason mcglone uh engineered and uh did some production on the record and uh, really happy to have that team. They were quite uh, quite a team. We also had uh, Julia Hobart, Marn Wiltz, Andres Crivetti, um, also giving us some uh, vocal stylings and uh, just uh, general great vibes and input. I I dig it. Well, you created you created a cool sound as you as you always do. And uh, thank you for for coming up and sharing it with the world. Do you want to you want to play a song live for the folks? To Absolutely. Kind of show, them, show them what they're getting into. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that first single. Uh, what do you think of love? This was actually the first one that I uh, wrote. I was like, this is the song I want. I was listening to a lot of Tom Petty at the time. So if uh, any listeners out there can tell me uh, what I'm ripping off, you get a free record. Oh, I'll give you a free record. Let's, we'll throw in a sticker too. It'll be great. All right, I love it. You want to give me a strum on that guitar? Quick yeah, let's make that sound. How's that? Doing? All right. Go on, tell your story. If you know how it goes, you don't sing those sad old songs. For diamonds Or for gold Now go on look Through those sad dark eyes Is it truth they see Or is it a way Out of town somewhere It ain't so mean When you sing your song Nobody wants to sing along They just go on their own way They're singing What do, what do, what do, do, do you think of love? What do you think of love? Of love in this cold world. Now you told me love something you and I will never find or see. Yeah, it ain't a thing, there's no reason why it remains to be. When I look in your eye, I see the faint remainder of a lie. Done up to look like truth, so at my mind, it's a sign. When you sing your song, and when nobody wants to sing along. Sometimes I see you, you go on singing Yes, you go on singing Yes, you go on singing With her What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think of love? Of love in this cold world. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think 
That's a pretty awesome song, dude. Oh, hey, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. You already know it. <laughs> yeah, it comes and goes. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But all right, I couldn't pick out who who the ripoff was. I I, I was racking my well, there's brain. A, there's a Tom Petty tune out there. Uh, there's actually two versions of it. Ooh. And so uh, you can uh, you can you can go digging in in his back catalog and find a find a version of it. It's a uh, yeah. Did a lot of a, did a lot of a. His music has been a lot of places. If yeah. that's a clue, okay, that's all a right. clue. All right, so uh, go go look on that. Is that Traveling Companion record? Is that the one from like two thousand, two thousand three? I think uh, that thing came out. I yeah, I don't think it's on that one. No, Highway Companion, maybe. I don't remember the name. I I can picture it, but mm-hmm. anyway, where did that? Uh, I mean, aside from the Tom Petty, Tom Petty influence on that song, like how do you how do you come up with the with the lyrics for something like this, like? Are you walking through the world with like a pen and paper, and you're like, "What do you think of love?" And then, and then that's where it goes. Or, uh, you know, not quite a pen and paper through the world of life, but it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of uh, what I like to call content intake and uh, recall. Um, but content, not in like the online social media content. It's more like, what is the story that people are telling these days, and looking for their looking for the common thread and or forms that are underneath all those stories that are coming out and just seeing if those resonate with anything that's happening in my life at that time this song in particular um is uh, pseudo autobiographical in a sense um it's i've met and spoke with so many folks in this line of work of making songs and there's just a jaded feeling that you know some people kind of take on and it's not really their fault it's not that like they bring this upon themselves it's just part of the world and work we do and um sometimes it's nice to just kind of let go and as you can you know in the second pre-chorus of that tune and you know sometimes i hear you you go on singing with them as opposed to you know fighting against them trying to get them to sing your song you know You know, every once in a while, it's okay to just, you know, sit back and, like, really celebrate other people's music. And you might find that that will be your, you know, salvation if you've got, like, you know, a writer's block or you're just having some trouble in the realm of making art or music or sound of that of any of any kind. So that is the, uh, that's kind of the impetus of that tune. Um, and, you know, there's some autobiographical elements in there, but... Uh, not too much. No. Got to leave some mystery. Got to leave something to the imagination, right? I I love that and it's it's almost like a uh almost like a love song to music in a way from from how I'm interpreting it based on based on your life of how you built it around so many different musical elements from journeyman to songwriter to guitar teacher to hosting the uh, the singer songwriter rounds like you're doing everything you can to champion like let's go backwards to that championing music for local singer songwriters teaching kids i'm guessing it's mostly kids how to play guitar some you adults know, there's some adults in there as well yeah if they're listening go practice uh, hey there you go it's, it's important to practice you're never going to get better if you don't you got to do it exactly um and then out there supporting other bands by playing in them i'm in all it's it's an honor to play with other bands. I love supporting them, but it's really an honor to play with other folks. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. And then and then you know your your own music that you're putting the time and effort into creating and, and sharing with the world, which is all awesome. So okay, I think we we have a, a pretty good snapshot of Taylor James Donsky today. Um, but let's go back. How do we get here? Like, oh, so boy. where did you, when did you start playing music? Was it always around as a kid or? You know, um, it was around in different ways. Um, my father was a big 80s new wave fan. Um, just, he was a good big collector of sorts, you know, coming home with broken French horns and saxophones from Goodwill, <laughs> which is funny because just before I came on the show, I was at a Goodwill. Um, I'll talk about that in therapy. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, music was in the house. We had a piano, you know. I started out playing piano and trumpet, and you know, hated every waking moment of it. And um, as time w- grew longer and um, school became more complex, I started to find that music was a very—I don't want to say easy, but it was a very—it accepted me a little bit easier than math or literature did and I had uh, f- I found myself in the band room quite a lot um, and in the choir room you know spending lunches just banging away on a piano or 
stealing my high school's ukulele, um, <laughs> which they know that I they they know that I stole it. I've, I've since given it back, uh, but well, I did nice. I did have it for over three years. It's like uh, a loan, then it's not stealing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a loan, and it, you know now I teach. I have twelve ukuleles, so I mean I teach ukulele. It's a whole thing. Um, so that's kind of where that began, and as time progressed, um, I was playing you know throughout my college days uh, with a few groups in town, and just you know. Knowing that bass was a knowing that bass was a commodity that was needed out there, I was like, "Hey, I'll be there if you need it, and if you don't need it, I know someone else might." <laughs> um, that is true. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of you know might be a bit arrogant, and that's that statement might be a bit arrogant, but it's true. I mean, look for a bass player; it's it's they're hard to come by. It's it's the hardest one to find mm-hmm. in a band. Yeah, you, you, there's lead guitar players everywhere. Oh yeah, but- I mean. Technically speaking, I am a lead guitar player. Um, that was a dig on lead guitar players, but I love you all very much. <laughs> I love them about fifty percent of the time. All right, well, yeah, to each his own. To each their own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but moving on from that, you know, uh, out of the college days, um, got to play with a few wonderful groups early on, um, and got hooked up with some bluegrass and folk scenes, um, a little bit of the neo soul coming out of like. You know the D'Angelo and Erica Badu era of the early 2000s. That was pretty useful time. Very good learning time for me. Nothing will teach you more about groove, feel, and just general great uh, bass playing than neo soul. Go listen to Pino Palladino. Go listen to Charlie Hunter, and I mean Charlie Hunter, bass player slash guitar player. The dude does both at the same time. It's insane. Um, just listen to that kind of stuff, and that was what really locked me into um, just that sense of feel, that sense of groove. And then as time wore on, you know, love playing bass, but um, you know, I had been playing ukulele, playing a little bit of guitar, and found myself kind of writing a little bit more in that realm and wanting to like explore, explore like textures and sounds. And I found myself writing my first two records um, under a different name, actually. Oh. Um, um, a pseudonym, uh, the name Darling Lily Gave, um, which is still available uh, online. Darling Lily Gave. Um, it was a, it was kind of a passion project that kind of turned into these two little, short little records. You can call me peas if you'd like, um, but they're very, they're much the antithesis of each other. One was like, I want a string quartet and a vibraphone and we'll play ukulele. And I need more didgeridoos. And it'll be beautiful. And then the other one was like, that other record's too complicated. Do you guys know who Neutral Milk Hotel is? And then it's just one acoustic guitar through a Marshall stack. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a, it was a very important learning experience. And so those first two records um, are very very special to me. They're still available, and that actually that pseudonym or that name is now where a little bit of my experimental music has kind of dropped. There's some ambient music and an entire album of white noise. If you're, I should say multicolored noise. There's pink noise, brown noise, red noise, and white noise. Um, and it's all available at Darling Lily Gay. If you can listen in, listen to it on repeat while you sleep, um, which is exactly why I made it. You you told you told me this one time when, when I was at the rounds um, mm. about the white noise thing, yeah. which... <laughs> I don't know if you... Uh, anyway, so no, I'm going to go back. So the white noise thing, like I've been actually trying to find your white noise album since you mentioned <gasps> it because my girlfriend listens to white noise every night when she goes to sleep. And I was like, why don't we just give Taylor 30 cents, you know, a year? Barely even uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, see what Spotify will give them. But the thing with her white noise that she puts on is like sometimes randomly it goes into like shuffle mode and we'll wake up. If you put white noise on shuffle, dude, you end up in a weird place. Oh yes, absolutely. We'll wake up to like in the womb noises. Oh. It'll yeah, and and sometimes it's like it's just it's wild. So now I know where to find Darling Lily Gave. Is yep. this on Spotify or do I have to it go to is? Bang? It is on all streaming services. Uh, uh, as much as I am not a big fan of Spotify, um, they do offer the best looping track option. Yeah, uh, placing it in a playlist and then going to your crossfade settings and setting it all the way to twelve. Um, and that should not go to shuffle. If it does. <laughs> They're futzing with the algorithm yeah, over there. Exactly. It should be. It should be good. All right. We're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find this thing. I'm. I'm glad you brought that up. I was. I almost forgot to ask you. Oh, fantastic. But yeah. So. So I love. I love that your history. It really. It really sounds like is you're just a student of music, just a lover of music, and just you study this. It is something that has been 
in my quest for self-understanding and self-actualization, like it's always just been right there. It's like, oh, well, if I write this song about a person I hate, then I'll never sing it and I won't hate them anymore. It'll, oh. all be in, it'll all be in the song. And it just works out. Yeah, and then just, you know, listening to music after, you know, having... The, going to music school and experiencing what that was like, realizing that there, you know, there are these very common forms that are in all music. And it, even across the world... There's there's just this beautiful thread that goes through all you know recorded sound and um, kind of searching those out and you know see if you can replicate them or see how you can incorporate them into your own work has always just been fun. It's almost like I'm collecting something. It's as if I was born f- from another collector. Yeah. <laughs> Again, therapy. That's on Tuesday. <laughs> it's coming up. Yeah. We're yeah we're getting we're getting you ready, getting you warmed up. Yeah, getting you warmed up. Getting, right. getting you ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, well, that's so. So you definitely, you definitely took up after your old man in that regard of just collecting. Except for your collection is of sounds in your head sure. that you need to coalesce into like a musical painting almost mm-hmm. and, sh- and share with the world. Um, but okay, this is this is know, it seems off topic, but what's something that's underappreciated about bass players mm-hmm. is when they sing and play bass at the same time. Ah, yes. You do that, right? Oh, that was, I mean, that's the reason why I'm still doing it. I mean, the reason why I'm still playing bass is because I first started going, I need to be able to do this at the same time, sing and play. How long did that take you? I know it's like one thing on the guitar side, like you figured out relatively quickly, but on bass, it's a whole different animal. Yes, since bass is the nexus of rhythm, melody, and harmony, adding another melodic element to it is very difficult, but my earliest band was this lovely little punk band out of middle school. Um, Peyton, David, if you're out there, I love you. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, they almost didn't j- ask me to join, um, but um, they were like, we're going for more of a White Stripes thing. I remember going home and being like, who are the White Stripes? Um, <laughs> it was brutal. Um, but they heard me singing one day, and up until that point, they were the singers, and they were okay, you know? But I was uh, really, I loved, at that point, Frank Sinatra. I found that very, that oh. sound very, very appealing. And so I was doing a lot of come fly with me come fly and I was just singing and they were they they had heard me do that and they go you can sing and I was like well I mean I could like do the Frank Sinatra thing and I thought it was more like a bit like a joke yeah like you know I was like oh I'm doing the Frank Sinatra bit it's funny and they're like oh you're our singer now and I was like uh okay so the beginning of that was just me just trying to play this, the earliest songs, which of course MySpace has now deleted, and that was the only repository for that music. Um, it's a lot of me, you know, playing single notes um, and trying to sing over that. And as time wore on, just hybridizing those two talents was just a matter of time and sort of patience and making an ass of myself. That's um, a big part of any process. Yeah, yeah, early on, I remember some of my college friends, Cameron, Andres, Andy, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I did a lot of that, just like trying and like failing, and they were very kind. Those yeah. those those people were very kind to me. It's good to have those people that kind of yeah. let you fall on your face a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you got it, you got it down now. So it sounds like it took you know a few years. So you're doing punk songs, singing like Frank Sinatra, something like that, something yeah. kind of like that, yeah. right? And then, which, funny enough, sounds like Cake. Oh, which is weird. That's interesting. Yeah, I see that. I mm-hmm. could see that. Yeah. Meet in the middle somewhere, how? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. sorry, you kind of malfunctioned my brain a little yeah. bit, but yeah, <laughs> that that definitely left turn <laughs> definitely tracks. Um, well, it's it's cool, and so here here's what I'm curious about when it goes. Someone like you goes to make a record because you know the low end so well and you're holding it down and you know how to create because you've studied all of these other artists and everything. And I know we talked a little bit about how you kind of narrow down that this is like rock and roll, but what I'm really curious is about how you interact with other musicians because you're so, and again, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but you're so talented yourself. And so, and so like you, you. you kind of, you know what's going on. Do you ever, do you ever bring a band in and you're like, hey, I want it to go this way. And they're like, why don't we try this? And then you're like, no. I mean, do you kind of do d- democratically how you w- work on this stuff with people? Or If I'm working on my solo stuff, if I'm working on my own, I have a pretty set, like, prescribed form. Um, and I usually work from a formal aspect first and then grow into working with other people. 
Um, cause I really like having a, like a base of operations. Yeah. If all, if everything goes to hell, we'll just go back to the original bit and just do that. Makes sense. Um, and so these songs were actually like conceived more or less in advance. Uh, but some of the arrangements like instrumentation wise were kind of figured out on studio day. Okay. Um, but working with folks, um, I've been in many different, um, many different creative iterations, um, you know, with band leaders and, you know, fully democratic, you know, groups. And early on, I had a lot of issues with fully democratic groups because it turns out your guy likes control. Hey, I get Again, it. therapy's tomorrow, so we can deal, in, we'll deal with that later. Um, but I've, you know, since kind of found that if I'm working with people I want to work with, I'm totally, totally excited to just give up control and be like, go, do your thing. I know you're amazing. And so the people that I've been lucky enough to work with, I'm just like, can you do that thing? I'm more just excited. I'm like, I sit there and watch them record. And I'm like, oh God, they're doing that thing. It's so cool. Um, and I'm very, very excited to to do that. And um, just as well in the rehearsal as well, I've been like, yeah, do that. Yeah. You know, I'm um, trying to keep it as, as open as I can. Um, but there, you know, there are moments where I, I do, I can become, a little uh, lead guitar players. I love you so much. Um, I just love you so much. You're just great. Um, but we can get into that later. <laughs> this is going to be a therapy. That's a therapy thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the real one. Yeah. Lead lead guitar players. Oh, I need I need you to sound like this. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> I can. Oh. I'm like, okay. I can't do any of that stuff you can do. So. Uh, yep. Uh, well, why don't we take a second and uh, and thanks to sponsors here, and then yeah. we'll come back and why don't we uh, why don't you have you play another song after that? Absolutely. That work for thank, you. Thank you, sponsors. Yeah, thank you, sponsors. So we'll be right back with Taylor James Donsky. I'm glad you're here and Happy Productions live. Wingnut Tattoo and Piercing Studio is offering a 10% bonus on every $50 you add to your in-store gift certificate, making the thoughtful, personal, and long-lasting gift of a tattoo or body piercing the perfect present for them and or you this holiday season. Two great locations to choose from, Anoka or St. Cloud. This offer is only valid for certificates purchased in-store. But don't worry, you can still get electronic gift certificates at wingnutmods.com. 10% bonus on every $50 increment on in-store gift certificates at Wingnut Tattoo and Piercing Studio. Wingnutmods.com are you interested in a technical degree that can help you land your dream career? Or maybe you've always dreamed of going to a four-year college, but you'd like to start close to home. Either way, Pine Technical and Community College has you covered. PTCC offers more than 50 degrees in hot fields like healthcare, information technology, advanced manufacturing, business, and more. PTCC is now accepting applications. Financial aid may be available. Go online to pine.edu for more information. Starting out or starting over, Pine Technical and Community College. This is Emma inviting you to join me for you Join me for Musical Hot Dish Saturdays 11 to 4 right here at happyproductions.live. Welcome back to Glad You're Here and happyproductions.live. We're live with the one, the only Taylor James Donsky who has agreed to play us one more song. Just one more. Just one more. All right. Unless you got a tip out there, send it to Happy Productions. <laughs> or, or you can you Venmo it right to <gasps> right to Taylor. You can Venmo. Oh no, don't Venmo it to me. You got to Venmo it to this fine establishment. Oh, I don't. I don't know the code. But if you're on the <laughs> website, go uh, go buy some coffee. That'll that'll cover it. Yeah. Get some get some coffee going. Get some merch. We got we got Trucker Fest merch still available on there. Ooh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Have you you've been to Trucker Fest? I have not. Oh, but I've always wanted to go. Man, you should come up next year. We'll get you. Oh, we'll get you a ticket. I would love there. I'll bring a camera. Yeah. I I can't say who the people are on the air, but I'll tell you off air. We got some. We got some cool oh. folks coming. We got some. It's gonna be cool. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good time. I'll I'll shut up so you can uh, you can do your thing. What are you gonna play for us? Uh, it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, if there's any requests out there, please write them on the back of a twenty dollar bill. Um, I think for now, we'll keep it short. We'll keep it short. All right. <laughs> Oh, 
gonna do with that bent up rifle? Are you shooting stars again? No, mama knows that if you shoot a mile down, there won't be anybody left for her or her broken heart, I'll guess. So look into her eyes and see this sunshine. Look into her eyes and see the rain. What you gonna do with that ripped up Bible? Are you picking fights again? Your mama knows that if you swing that hard, there won't be anybody left for her or her broken heart, I'll guess. So look into her eyes and see the sunshine. Yes, look into her eyes and see the rain. Taylor James Donsky. I believe that song is called Ripped Up Bible. That is called Ripped Up Bible. That's it's off the record. That's an awesome song, man. Oh, thank you very much. Dude, that's cool. Uh, so you, you sent me the record the other day, and I actually have only listened to the singles so far on the new one, so I'm excited to actually throw this thing on because you gave me such an awesome CD here uh, yes. of this album, which I'm going to throw on in the car for sure. And also, everyone, I'm looking at this really cool cover art Taylor was telling me about earlier, yes. how this came about. I don't know how to describe this. I think you, you did it best. Yeah, so the, there's an underlying piece of artwork. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, vintage uh, soda machines, and uh, that's kind of been my uh, my little image that I'll be carrying around for my career. And um, I had the uh, our guitar player, Andrew Wozniak. His father is a fantastic wildlife painter. And I said, hey, can you uh, paint a, a picture of a soda machine? from like the 50s flying through the air like a rocket ship and he goes yeah give me a month <laughs> so a month goes by and he comes back with this wonderful piece of art and I've always been a huge fan of I Spies um, yeah. the classic I Spies and um, the artwork that goes or just the time and patience it takes to build those sets are so much fun and so I went out and got myself a whole bunch of junk <laughs> um, thematic junk but junk nonetheless and uh, placed it all on top of that painting and then uh uh, Dave Mailing, our keyboard player, and I got together and took some uh, some fine photographs of it. And so now you can uh, take a look. And down the line there, um, you can see the uh, you'll be able to see um, this album cover along with some clues. Ooh. And you can look for uh, some of the song titles that are sort of alluded to in the uh, oh. in the cover itself. Um, there's also some there's also some other hidden gems on there as well. Um, old friends and a uh, little in jokes and whatnot and so yeah you can look forward to that and uh yeah yeah and uh and let, let's tell the people one more time where they could get this from you yes this the record will be released digitally on february 24th uh, however if you are out there and you're out there and you're going hey let's go see taylor james donsky you can buy that record at the show um i don't believe in exclusivity um also, I got to get rid of these CDs. They're so heavy. <laughs> they are. Um, but yeah, they're available um, um, at uh, live shows at the moment. Um, you can take one home. And uh, that's uh, our next one. The next one for my, yours truly will be this Friday at uh, Terminal 1. Ooh, at the at the airport at the airport yeah I'll be nice. playing at the Republic this Friday be a good time yeah great time yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, live shows come on down we'll have a whole whole wonderful time for you uh, big band if people wanted to times. follow your live shows but is there a website they can go to like where where are you you most can active follow on? yours truly type in Taylor James Donsky to wherever fine search engines are sold um, also Instagram Taylor James Donsky um, but of course TaylorJamesDonsky.com is available as well. Um, Instagram is my most updated uh, spot. Facebook is also available. TikTok scares the hell out of me. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah. Those kids uh, are scary. Yeah, so you can uh, you can follow me there and also just, you know, come to a show. 
I'll be at the 331 most days in February. I, I that is true actually between your your shows and the uh, at and least the twice a week at least twice a week so just go to the three through one you'll catch him at some point hole up at the bar and wait for Taylor mm-hmm. that's the plan all right taylorjamesdonsky.com follow him on Instagram taylorjamesdonsky all of that good stuff also I got to get up on my uh, my quick high horse that I do every week for people I mentioned earlier that I would uh, stream his white noise record and pay him thirty cents if I did that every night for a year um, the reason be for that people anyone who hasn't heard me say this before is because Spotify pays out point zero 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 five cents every time you play one of Taylor's songs, and that might be generous. That I might be giving Spotify too much credit. Probably. Uh, probably. So the best way to support Taylor and local music is to, one, go to the show, two, buy the merch, three, buy the music. That's that's it. That's the most yep. simple way that we can keep this scene alive and running mm-hmm. and ta- folks like Taylor giving us amazing music because we don't want him to have to go back to a day job. That's it. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah see, can't, can't do that. No, we can't have that. So support <laughs> the music scene. That's what I'm. That's what I'm about. That's my high horse. I'm. I'm off of it. I'm. I'm all done now. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll take that up. Please do what he said. <laughs> oh well, Taylor. This this record is is cool. I'm excited for the people to hear it. I'm I'm excited to listen to this on my way home. To be honest with you, and what I'm curious about is what are your uh, what are your goals? Do you have you are you are you gonna try and go on a tour with this thing? Or are you gonna keep this local? What's your game plan? At the moment, uh, we're we're taking on the hyper local approach. Nice. Uh, we've got the residency in uh, February, and we've got a slew of local shows down the road. Um, big turn. Uh, we'll be oh yeah playing it fr- uh, early on Friday on the big at big turn down in Red Wing. Uh, we've got a lot of um, venues. A lot of the great venues of Minneapolis. We're trying to get the band up in there. Um, down the road, you know, touring is definitely an option. Um, I probably won't be able to bring everybody in the band down the road. It might just be me, and I'm a big fan of playing all by my lonesome. So um, there's nothing I uh, love more than being one guy just gesticulating um, in front of a group of people, um, no matter how large or attentive. Um, so down the road, uh, probably some touring, uh, but at the moment, we're staying very local. Um, I love the Twin Cities. I love greater Minnesota. I think if we're going to go anywhere, we're going to draw a circle around Minneapolis the size of four hours, and that'll be uh, that'll be the people we, we see as much as we can. I- you know, I, I love that. I think there's I think there's something to it too because th- for the longest time the focus was always on like getting out of your local scene, whatever that meant for mm-hmm. for like musicians in general. It was like kind of try and blow up regionally and you know, go go make money on the road. But I think it's becoming more and more that like the local thing is kind of where it's at. Like you can build a thing here. Yeah, right now um, in this uh, early 2023, the touring world isn't great, and you're watching the big names canceled tours yeah left and right yeah when you see that happen it's like okay let's uh stay put you know yep um i mean i've got good friends on the road right now and like more power to them please go buy their merchandise and you know get you know follow them and stuff like that i think there is something to be said right now for the twin Cities scene it's got it's got a lot of legs it's got a lot of heart it's got a lot of people it's got a lot of just like great imaginative souls who are they're they're just they got something to say i guess we all have something to say and we all want to hear it yeah we we do there's a lot going on here and that that dovetails into and you kind of already answered it but there's only one question that i ever have scripted for these shows that i ask everybody on the Mm -hmm. show um and and this is it and feel feel free to, to repeat yourself but it's uh you could be doing this in a lot of different places. Like a guy like you who who plays bass and sings and does his own thing, you you could go to Nashville, you can go to New York, you can go to LA, you know, take take your pick, right? Mm-hmm. But uh what is it about Minnesota and Minneapolis that that makes you want to stay here? And you kind of already said it, but I'm just kind of curious like what Well, it's it's funny to bring it up because twice I was going to go to Nashville. And oh, I never really? did. First time was post college, second time was just before yep. COVID. Um and I, what I learned in the times that I, what I learned in the times that I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to make, try to do it. What I learned was that as I was getting ready to like, you know, make that mental detachment and like start pulling away, it's that like, as I did that, I found that more and more people were like, Oh, Taylor, can you, Oh, Hey, (laughs) Hey dude. Um, and those moments were like, Oh wow. There's just people here who are just, they're 
looking for a bass player, really. Uh, they're looking for a bass player, but they also recognize, they were recognizing what I was doing. And I don't really ta like talking about the stuff I do. I like the stuff I do. I like doing those things. Um, but the they were just recognizing it without me having really to ask. To, you know, it was it was just happening, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And when there's someone who just trusts you because you've given you've done good work with them, they feel safe with. Uh, the work you've done and they want to do it again that's like the ultimate compliment oh yeah and so I've felt that so many times over here and you know you, you got me music scene you just did you know um, there's been some cold moments but it's been overwhelmingly just like a good vibe and just like uh, just a warm hug every once in a while it's just it's just great and so uh, I don't know if I could ever leave that behind for too long as I like to say Minneapolis and Minnesota and um, just as a as an as a region it's just a wonderful place to come home to yeah, I, I, a wonderful place to come home yeah to. you can leave you can leave for as long as you want but when you come back it's you're gonna be like oh yes this is great and then it'll become winter and you'll go oh wow <laughs> oh uh, but then you'll still feel good, you know, because yeah. everyone else is in there with you. You'll you'll come back, and you know there is there is something about winter that creates that community thing up here. I don't know where I was reading this the other day, but it's like uh, places that go through winter understand community more than places that don't, and it's sure. it's just a simple thing of like mm -hmm. you understand what it means to hey, we could all die out there without some help. Yeah, like you just get it on a more fundamental level yeah. than you would if you lived in San Diego. Pulling fr friends out of a ditch. Yeah, people you don't know are stuck in the snow. And this is just, I mean, this is an aside, but if you don't have a shovel in your car, get one. <laughs> yes. Um, it's an important thing. And, you know, I've used it three times already in the last month, you yep. know, to get myself and others from the quagmire that is the 14th most snow oh. in Minnesota history. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I've been, I've been saying this on my social media for this thing. I got snow tires in my car, so it's, mm -hmm. it's over now. It's, it's not going to snow anymore. It's not going to snow. No, I, I might double down and even buy a snowblower to really make sure. Oh, to make sure it, yeah. it's, it's spring. Smart. Yeah. Hey. I mean, look, it's raining in January. So it is. I, that's so, true. So right far, now. my method is successful. Although it was, it was a little bit of sleet when I first came in, so oh, it might right. be full blown. Well, maybe it's because the tread on my tires went down, you know, ah, driving yes. it to my house. Of course. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> the shine's off the apple and the snow's coming down. It's, that's how it goes. Yeah. We only get so much it uh man we're we're already like running out of time can you believe this oh can that's you i when i'm having a good time it always flies so thanks for having me no man i mean i'm not, I'm not kicking you off yet because we oh. got we got time for you to like do another song oh, if another you wanted one to, if you if you wanted to and here's here's a question i gotta ask you do you have any songs that like whenever you play like you really love you're really proud of having written them you're a big fan oh. but then you play them live and they kind of go over like a fart in church uh, like do you have any of those i think farts in church are really funny <laughs> i i agree um but you like, know i i there have been some where they the there have been some where the arrangement of the recording does not service a live performance yeah um i think I can sometimes tow as a as a recording artist, I tow the line of of overproduction. You know, um, I don't fall fully into Pet Sounds land and start bringing wild animals into the studio. But there is a there is that sort of like the studio is such a creative place that you know there's a track on the album that's got like an orchestral glockenspiel and a zither and a and like three extra guitar parts and like those will never occur live so they must be like adjusted for in in a smaller group setting and so sometimes that has happened i've ne i haven't really been too um overly bummed about that fact however just because that does offer other opportunities for you know instruments to kind of grow into those spaces that are left by those additional instruments um but uh but there's there has been some some of those moments I, I respect that so you're, I mean you're a studio is an instrument guy like realistically oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah This the studio mm -hmm. is its own instrument and mm -hmm. it's, it's a different performance than, yeah. than the live show and I get to work I've been able to work with Jason McGlone who's a, just a ace engineer recordist musician person um, he gets the most out of the fine 
uh, machines he's working with. Oh, you recorded this at Hideaway, too. Hideaway Studios, yeah. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's the, um, coming from that's the one on Nicolet, like, uh, uh, Nicolet, like, 42nd or something, like, upstairs. Is that the one? Ah, uh, not quite. Not no. Quite. That one's in Northeast. Uh, I got the wrong studio. I'm thinking uh, of a different one. Just off the, uh, just off uh, over the uh, Broadway Bridge. Got it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you want to play us one more song? Uh... You don't have to. I I'd like to. I'm just trying to think of all the songs that I know and what ones I should do. Uh, maybe I'll do this one from the first record. Love it. Um, we'll uh, put this put this one on and see if it sounds so it sounds good. All right, that guitar is there working. Guitar is in. Yeah, this one's called "By the Cut in the Tree" off the first record. All Paper right. over it. Well, I know that you've seen They smash a glass as they, as they clap their hands But still I hear them screaming I hear them fight or watch the tears And I hear them speak and they say Lady, please Stay with me But you're a sad and lonesome man With a sad and broken plan Who is coming down his knees saying lady lady please well I know no one sees she grabs her wrist as she as she takes a stand still they don't be I see a fight, I watch the tears And I hear her speak And they say, lady, please Stay with me But you're sad and lonesome man with a sad and broken plan Who's coming down to his knees Saying lady please Who's coming down to his knees Saying That's a tearjerker if I've ever heard one, man. That's a good yeah. song. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you gravitate more towards sad stuff? Oh, melancholy. That's the melancholy. word. Melancholy. That is the word. The, the intersection of happy and sad. Yeah. Right down the middle there. I try to I try to find myself there in, in most times of either happiness or sadness. I know that um, all things must end. All things pass, as George would say. And... uh Melancholy sort of sits there already, so it's sort of the transitional period between the two. So I, I love that. Well, it it's successfully communicated in your music. That oh, is thank for you sure. very much. Yeah, man, it, it it comes across the the heartfelt emotion. All, all of it, here's here's 
here's how I would describe this. It's it's kind of like the heartfelt emotion put through this kaleidoscope of like musical knowledge and then comes mm. out the other end of, you know, and it's it's so cool. It's so cool because I was listening to your to paper over it on the on the way up here actually, which I'm going to play in its entirety. Anyone out there listening we're going to listen to that over the nine o'clock hour together, so it's going to be a great time. Stick around for that. Um, but I was listening to that on my way up and there would be parts in it where I'd be like, oh, that melody sounds like but I, I didn't even have time to come up with the name before you shifted into something else. Oh, good. Yeah, like the, like it wasn't, I, I never got there. It was just like it felt familiar to me, yeah. right? But it wasn't uh, like you can point right at this thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just has that warm, the familiar warmth to it. Yes, really looking f- looking for that first record was really looking for that sort of stuff. The space, the, um, the, um, Kind of, uh, I, I struggle for the words. Uh, the, this cavalier, calm feeling. Yeah. People, things are moving, but we're not really getting too excited about it. Unlike the the newest record, which is quite literally the opposite. You're a big fan of the yin and yang. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You listen to any. My musical output has always literally flipped. First record. Really soft and slow. Second record, just banging. Now this, my, you know, penultimate record, just soft and slow. <laughs> this next record, just a banger. I love it. Um, and maybe I'll do that for the rest of my life, just switching back and forth for, for, uh, for years and years, uh, a constant battle of uh, quiet and loud. Hey, Neil kind of did it. Yeah, that's true. He did. You know, for for a good while. Uh, yeah, Neil, uh, nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> What a kind man. I feel bad being on Spotify because of him. (laughs) But they loop music. They're the only spot I can loop my own white noise and sleep to it. They make Uh, it hard. It's, it's, well, I mean, we don't, look, we can't feel too guilty about like living in a capitalistic system. That's right. We, this is how it works. There's no ethical consumption, my friend. There's, exactly. There's not a whole lot we can do. We can do the best we can. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I use Spotify, too, and I just try to limit my use. Moderation. That's moderation. Everything is good in moderation, including mm-hmm. moderation. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Taylor, this has been an absolute pleasure. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming up. Uh, one last time, you want to tell the people where to find you, um, all that good stuff? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Taylor James Donsky, D-O-N-S-K-E-Y. Don't forget the S, and we can be friends forever. Uh, that's also taylorjamesdonsky.com. Uh, I'm available across Bandcamp, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, if you're in Europe. Thanks for listening. Um, and uh, anywhere fine music is streamed. Uh, you can also find me on the stage most days in February, uh, but specifically every Tuesday in February at the 331 Club in Northeast Minneapolis on the corner of Eustace and University. Uh, those shows are free open to the public and at 9.30 p.m. Uh, the full band will be there. I'll also be at Big Turn Music Fest uh, 5.30 on Friday, February 17th um, and at the American Legion. And nice. where else is there? There's a lot more stuff coming up. Uh, follow that Instagram for more information. Um, I really keep that updated. You can also friend me on Facebook. I'll accept it, I promise. Um and uh, yeah, and reach out, talk. Um, I like talking. If you haven't gotten the impression yet that I enjoy talking, uh, I really do. And he's a pleasure to talk to, folks. Let me tell you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks, Taylor, for coming on. We're gonna we're gonna take a second to thank some sponsors. I can't wait until this record comes out. February twenty fourth gonna be a joyride of a hey. of a record we're gonna yeah we're gonna play this thing in its entirety that week when it comes out so stay tuned for that but yeah right now we're gonna we're gonna let taylor go on his merry way you're welcome to stick around though if you'd like to if you want to hang out with me but you don't sure. have to so sure. i'm gonna i'm gonna I'll take, take a peek outside take a peek see outside and see what you're working with yeah i'm gonna go play some sponsors we'll be back in a little bit i'm glad you're here on happyproductions.live that's it folks hope you enjoyed it Taylor James Donsky, the one, the only. That album, Joyride, is out now. Enjoy it on all the places you enjoy music. And uh, if you want to follow the show, support the show, facebook.com slash gladyouhereradioshow. You can follow my personal Instagram, grantgladmusic. 
And you can follow me on Spotify if you want. It's Grant Glad and the Sioux Line Loons, and uh, give that a shot. But only listen to that after you finish listening to Taylor James Donsky. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And, yeah, you know, be good people out there, huh? That's all I got to say. See you later. Goodbye. Farewell. Hmm. <laughs>